Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Fazio. This is Moms in Real Estate, and we have the most fabulous guest today. Her name is Amanda Fultz. She's from Colorado, and she's an overcomer. She's got the best attitude. She's super fun, been in the business for five years. You cannot wait to hear her story. So let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hello, Hi. my beautiful co-host, Kristen. How hello, hello. Amanda, Good. welcome. Hey, everybody. So um, let's get started because this is going to be a jam-packed episode. Amanda, give us just a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh. Okay, so where do we start? <laughs> yeah. I am a Keller Williams girl at heart. Joined Keller Williams. Love it. Love the profit share program. Been in real estate for five years, like you said. Um, I capped every year, which I'm very proud of. And um, I have three boys. And so my oldest turns 22 next week. I have a 19 year old in the Navy and I have a 13 year old still at home. And we're actually moving in my 17 year old niece on Saturday. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I'm keep rotating children. I don't ever plan on getting rid of them. <laughs> I feel the same. I feel you. <laughs> I was going to say, Angela is never going to not have kids in her I'm house. I'm never going to not have kids in my house. I don't even know what to say. I'll be like literally ready to go into hospice and I will still have kids in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm so used to noise. So we just moved two weeks ago and got our house and unpacked everything and the drums came out. I'm like, yes, bang those drums, make some noise, we need more noise in this house. Oh my gosh, really? I would pull my hair out if one of my kids had drums. Oh, I'm the same way as you, Amanda. I need like noise. I need like action. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, where am I going to go? I can't be home. Like, it's a bit <laughs> quiet. I don't like it. Absolutely. And then I just got a little kitten, a little ragdoll kitten. So she's been causing all kinds of trouble too. I love it. <laughs> You're busy. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to move and get a new kitten and get a 17 year old niece all in the same time frame. <laughs> You're my kind of chick. So um, I want to get right into it because you have a, an absolutely um, just a fabulous story that people need to hear. And right behind you, I see the title of your book, Battle Cry. And so share with us a, a little bit about that story as much as you want so that people can get to know um, your, your history and where you've come from. Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote a book, Battle Cry, to call arms against human trafficking. And I've been fighting human trafficking for over 13 years now. It's been a while. I'm like over a decade because you just kind of lose track of time. And I have a personal story, which is in the book of overcoming drugs and in a lifestyle that no girl should be in and just trapped inside my own head and depression, anxiety. It just was a lot. And I just wasn't finding my way in life. And um, I easily could have become somebody who was trapped in human trafficking. I was very, very close to that lifestyle. And so when I found out about human trafficking, it just pulled my heart because I understand sexual abuse. I understand what that does on your mind, your body and your soul. 
and to be stuck in it day in and day out, not just to have a few times happen here or there, but this is a daily ongoing process. It just ranked my heart. And I was just like, I've got to do something about this. So I started teaching about it, speaking about it. And then I started traveling and actually real estate funded a lot of my travels. I'd sell a house and then go overseas and I've gone to India and worked with the girls born in the brothels there. It's so sad. These women who are forced to service like 20 to 40 men a day end up having kids and their kids have to sleep underneath the beds while their moms are working. And it's just heartbreaking. And you don't know what age that girl will be asked to start working. It's whenever the guy who's there fancies her. This is some of the girls were taken advantage at a very, very young age. And so worked with those kids, um, then started reading and trying to understand why these women end up in these situations and what I can do to help. And that brought me along the personal way I love to help fight human trafficking, which is in poverty. I believe if we can help make help women make money that they won't sell themselves or their kids. And so if we can help raise up the poverty levels and education levels in different villages and communities, then the trafficking goes actually goes down in those communities. And so I went to Africa and did jewelry design there. And then I've partnered, I sit on the board of an organization right now called Alternative. And they teach a wonderful business program that's taught all over the world, couple it with a microloan. And so we help women dream, come up with ideas, start a business, give them the funding and be able to do so. And then that money actually goes back into the villages to do it over and over again. And so then the village is wanting to come around those women to help them be successful. And I actually do that in my real estate too. I love helping um, women get started in real estate and start their real estate companies too. That's so amazing. That is is a beautiful, that is a beautiful story. Honest to God. That's what God called us in whatever our gifting is, whatever he's, he's given us in circumstances or in experience. He, that's, a purposeful, not God doesn't punish us. I mean, it's a purposeful journey so that he can use us. So he can use us to bless other people. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, actually ended up pregnant at 19 and that's when I gave my life to God and just was like, okay, God, you make this baby. Okay. Cause I was actually five months pregnant when I found out and I had been doing all kinds of drugs. Wow. And I was like, God, make this baby. Okay. I'll serve you all days of my life. Ended up just uh it was just a crazy story how i ended up from florida to colorado and met my husband in youth group when i was pregnant and then just had my baby and it was crazy we had some amazing mentors and just come around us my husband had just gotten out of his crazy life (laughs) and we got married and we've been married for 20 years and he's just been kind of right along this journey with me it's like encouraging and helping like oh okay well i guess you want to go to india Sure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm not awesome. the easiest person though, because I get ideas like, oh, I really love to surf. Hey, bartender, I'll pay you five bucks for your surfboard. And then I end up in a surfing accident and he gets phone calls like, so your wife's hurt in India, but we're not sure how bad yet. And da, da, da. Oh, my husband <laughs> <heart. My laughs> would freak out. <laughs> yeah. I've been all the Bring my son with me on one of the trips was amazing. Took him to Nicaragua and that was really awesome to bring him along too. I guess I didn't realize your husband didn't go with you on all of these trips. 
No, no, not till recently when we sold everything we own and moved to Bali. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get to that. So tell people are going to be like, wait a minute, you sold everything you own. Why? So, cause this is a whole nother layer mm -hmm. of why you should be like some people in your story would be like sucking their thumb in a fetal position, but look at the joy that you have. Okay? I know. So so true. Well. You, if you can't laugh at yourself, then what, you know, like, <laughs> We all stupid, crazy stuff and go through it. I, my husband was laughing the other day. He wants to get me a medical bracelet that says foot and mouth disease. So next time I put my foot in my mouth, I can say, oh, no, it's a medical issue. So I'm, like, I'm constantly just, like, saying things I shouldn't say. I was like, no, don't do that. But, so talking about overcoming, um, one of the reasons why I got into real estate was because my, one of my kiddos was having a really, really rough time and we couldn't find the proper medical care to take good care of him. The only thing we could find was like out of pocket and it ended up costing us $200,000 in two years, which we paid in cash and we are debt free now out of that and got through that. I hustled harder. The, the greatest thing about real estate is that whatever you need and you put into it, you're going to get out of. And I just love that about it is that if you are focused enough, you set your goals and you can hit them and there's no ceiling of how much you can make. And it's just incredible what you can do. And so that was a really rough time. I remember showing up to showings like on the way, getting phone calls from the doctors and just bawling and like mascara running down your face. And you have to like try to put it together. And you're like, okay, this, 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 this. You're, yep, and you're exactly. like, hi, would you like to see this house now? And you're walking through and they, you know, and you just like, it's hard, you know, in the late nights and trying to put in those office and the contracts and then schedule the showings. In the midst of this, I ended up having to fly to a whole bunch of different states because we couldn't find hospitals in the state. So, I'd get on the plane, fly there, get off the plane, go to a closing and it would, you know, be working on the plane. We got through that, but we were exhausted. <laughs> yeah. We were, I, I explained like, we felt like a hurricane had hit our lives. Like a tornado just smashed everything. And we were looking around and we're like, this is going to be a lot of work to rebuild. Like you've seen like the pictures of tornadoes coming through towns. There's nothing left of the house. Yeah. And we're like, we could rebuild this. And, but I remember he's like, just looked at me. He's like, are you happy? I'm like, no, I was like, are you happy? He's like, no, I'm like, man, we're miserable. We're exhausted. Do we even want to rebuild this? And that's when I came up with the crazy idea. Let's just sell it all and move overseas. <laughs> and so he um, has always wanted to try his hand in business. And so we we're like, let's start a tech company. And we, I was in the middle of a few real estate deals. I ended up closing two deals while I was in Bali, which is also really fun because when you have listings, you can close them from anywhere. <laughs> so I have a friend who actually lives in Bon Air and she's actually my mentor who helped me get into real estate. She was a really, really amazing mentor. He's like, you need to be in real estate. You'd be really good at this. You're very personable. Let's do this. I was like, sure. What? It's just shopping and having coffee with people. I love to shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, 
Homes are so much more than shopping and just having coffee with people. But that's what I thought. I thought I just shopping for homes, having coffee. This will be fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and bless her heart, she's just. I mean, she lives in Bonaire and does real estate in Denver. It's just incredible to watch her. And so I was like, we can do this. We can do this. And so. It took us about a year to get it all sold and figured out. And we moved, we sold our house um, and moved to a small apartment. Then I decided to tear my ACL and got surgery six weeks before we left for Bali. Wow. <laughs> and so I ended up going through Hong Kong riots. It was at the time Hong Kong was having all their riots and they shut down the whole Hong Kong airport. Through oh Hong God. Kong riots in a wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> I was getting to Bali one way or the other. How long did you stay there? In Bali? Yeah. Hong Kong. We were just going through Hong Kong. Um, in Bali, we were there for 60 days. And so my husband's like, well, you can recover here. We can recover on the beach. So I was like, okay, I'll recover on the beach. I don't know why I thought we were there for a year. <laughs> Come to find out, I wasn't allowed to be on a beach. <laughs> so why? You can't walk on sand until three months after your surgery. Oh, geez. <laughs> we originally thought of Bali, I was like, I'm gonna be surfing, this is gonna be so fun, and ended up being there in a brace. But you know, it it works out. Like life just keeps throwing you these curveballs and you just keep going with it. Yeah. And so we had a blast. We just decided that the tech company wasn't for us. <laughs> and so halfway through the trip, we, um, he started going back into, his role of CISO, of Chief Information Security Officer. My husband's a hacker. It's kind of cool. And, <laughs> and um, we ended up start going to Australia and diving the Great Barrier Reef. And then we went to New Zealand and did the RV and um, did the whole Lord of the Rings. We went through all the Lord of the Rings. It was really that would be a cool trip. Yeah, it was so cool. And then we were coming home for Christmas to see my son. And then we were supposed to be going out to Italy because I wanted to set board Venice, the whole waterway there. And then we're supposed to be going to Prague and then spending the rest of the time in Greece. Well, we all know COVID hit and everything changed. We ended up changing it. God worked in so many cool ways through that. And so we ended up staying in Denver. And I just jumped right back into real estate. It was really fun. And um, yeah, we actually so closed on our home two weeks ago. I guess we're staying put for a while. <laughs> so you would have still been like, when was there no end in sight until COVID kind of shut it down? Were you just going to well, keep traveling? Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Like I, we were talking before on this. I was like, he kind of misses toilet paper. He's like, I don't, because when I travel, I like to get into with the people. I like to stay in the villages. I am not in a resort girl at all. And so I'm like, I like to live among the people. Yeah. <laughs> so Bali got no toilet paper. You just spray it. And so, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, do really, <laughs> I do have a really, really important question. Like you've got to help us understand how you live. How do you get through such a boring life? I don't know how you handle it. <laughs> like, you know, you just got to spice things up with, you know, going dancing and tearing an ACL six weeks before you leave. And stuff. That's crazy. 
I do love what you say though, how it's like real estate, like meets you where you are in your life. Like when you needed $200,000 to pay cash for your son, like you made that happen. And I think what you said the other day was like, you know, you can make it like just shoebox money. I think that's the term you used in your life. Just shoe money. Because shoe sometimes money. you just need a new pair of free birds or leave a taunt and your husband ain't going to buy them for you. So. <laughs> I don't even know what free birds are. Do you? Oh, no. Oh my gosh. So this is something I do. Every time I close on a listing, I go buy myself a new pair of free bird boots. That's so funny. I gotta Google that. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. Could you show us? I'm barefoot. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, show a little that's the way you should live your life but if not then you should have a cute pair of boots on so yeah good attitude swear yeah. yes you do so, so I call it shoe money real estate's great it's shoe money or it's really great at meeting your needs or getting where you want to go um, my ultimate plan is getting into real estate investing, and I always planned on using it to fund um, real estate investments and build my portfolio. Um, life decided to take a different direction, and so there was a time when I got kind of mad about that. I was really angry. I was like, I wanted to build something, not just survive. And so yeah. it's really hard when you feel like whatever you come in just washes out and you're not able to hold on to it. I was like, sometimes life just feels like this bucket. It's got this huge hole in it. And you're just like, damn it, I need to fill this up. And, you know, but, you know, other times it just, you figure that out, you figure out how to patch that hole and you start filling up and it overflows and then you can start pouring into people's lives around you. And so we just all go through the cycles where we just feel like we can't retain Absolutely. anything. It's just pouring out and you need others to come around you and pour into you. And then other times when you feel like your bucket is just full and overflowing and then you can give to others. Yep. You, you hit that on right on the head because God created us to be in community and being in community means exactly what you just said. Sometimes you need to be poured into and other times you need to be pouring. And that's why we need the one another's. That's why God made us community. Yeah. People, you know, absolutely. Have you guys heard of mops? Mothers of yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. So this is really fun. I love mops. I think it's great for moms who have the little kids. You know, I wish I could go back to those. I didn't know what I had when they were two and four, you know, and they hit you hit high school. Now mine are grown and they still are calling me, mom, can you bring me this? Yeah, I'd love to. I was just so excited when they call and ask me bring stuff to them as adults. <laughs> But, um, you know, Mops, so my Mops mentor ended up following my real estate journey and everything that I was going through and called me up and was like, I want to get into real estate. Nice. Cool. Like, yes. Why don't, why are you not already do this? Her husband was already um, building homes and stuff. And so I helped her get her license and then close on her first house. She was buying a home and she ended up getting her license like two days before closing on the home. So I was able to refer her. She was able to refer herself to me, which was really kind of a fun deal. Mm -hmm. And now she's a mega agent and teaches zero to hero class and is helping like thousands of people um, build their real estate business. She's incredible, but it's That's just so, so cool. fun to know 
this tribe that we have around us, you know, like when we're moms, you know, there was a time when she was pouring into me and then there was a time where I was pouring into her and now it feels like she's pouring back into me with all her wisdom. I just love it. That's that awesome. is so cool. We had a, about three years ago, we had mentor moms for moms in real estate and Jenny Spurbeck was really big into moms and I loved, loved, loved everything she had to say about it. I don't know why mm. I never got involved with it because I have a four and five year old. I should be in it. It's probably because yeah, it's during right. the day. <laughs> it's probably because what? Are most of them during the day though, the meetings? Oh, they are. Yeah, that is it. They're like at nine yeah. or 10 in the morning on a Tuesday. I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> your whole afternoon. Yeah. So you yeah. See. <laughs> They do have nice ones every once in a while, but they're harder to find. Have you ever read read Francine Rivers, that that author? I don't think so. What is she read? Do you like to read it all? I love to read. I've got my stack of books behind me. (laughs) Okay. I promise you, you're going to read this book, and then you're going to call me right away, and you're going to thank me, and you're going to read everything she ever wrote. But I want you to read this book called Redeeming Love. Oh, I love it. By Francine Rivers. And I'm going to tell you, mark my words, you'll be calling me when you're done. You won't be able to put it down and you'll read everything that she ever wrote. Okay. It, I'm tell, I know for a fact you're going to love it. It's, it speaks to you. It will. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I love all book recommendations. I'm yep. actually writing my second book right now. So I'm really excited about that called Embracing the Battle. And it's just going to be about what I've learned through everything I went through with my kids of all that hardship and stuff about I was so angry at the battle for a while. Like, man, God, haven't I been through enough? Like my whole testimony is in the battle cry. And I was like, I've been through enough. I don't want to go through more. And he just was like, what do you think this has anything to do with you? And I was like, oh, he's like, this is your kid's story. And I was like, well, as a mom, it feels like whatever our kids go through is so much reflected on us and who yeah. we are and our parenting. We just take it so personal. Like if they're failing, we feel like a failure, you know, and sometimes they just have to go through their own failures to be able to find their own success. They're all doing amazing now, just incredibly amazing. My heart's so full, but oh. it was, what hasn't always been like that? And so I'm writing the book about instead of going from battle to battle, change your mindset and go from victory to victory. And so I'm very excited about that one right now. You know who she needs to connect with? Andrea Beam. She wrote a book uh, similar. It's just uh, going through struggles and persevering, right? Wasn't that what her book's about? I I don't remember. I wish I, I know, but anyways, she's also Keller Williams. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Andrea Beam. Something like that. Yeah. Let's get to your business a little bit. I, yes. Are you all referral? Do, what do you do to get your business? Okay. So like I said, it depends on what stage of life I'm in. If I need to make money and that income needs to come in or if I'm in shoe money <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I don't do all referral. And so I believe real estate is a numbers game and you can follow the numbers. And so I absolutely believe, I just know what my numbers are. So I know how many closings I'll do based off of that, what I'm doing. And so I know for my open houses, I love open houses. I'll do um, six to eight hour open houses. I just tell everybody, you're gone. I love empty houses, they're the best, but if people are living there, I'm like, you better plan on something to do all day Saturday because I want to be sitting in there and um, just get a ton of people in there. I know that for every three open houses, I'll close one deal. 
And so I don't know what other people's numbers are, um, but I have a great form I have them fill out. I collect all the information and guess what? I follow up. You <laughs> I actually call those. I can't believe how many agents did in open houses and never then never call the numbers. Go surf on a Saturday. Go supper. Go in the mountains. Don't do open houses if you don't want to call everybody back because mm-hmm. collecting the numbers is nothing. It's calling them. And so how many? Mm-hmm. People, I can't believe how many people. I'll I'll be behind on my game and I'll start calling people on Wednesday. And I know I was supposed to do it on Monday. And they're like you're the first agent to call me back. Do you know how many open houses we've been to? And you're the first agent call me back. I mean, it blows my mind. I'm like, wow. So um, for sale, for sale by owners is another one. I actually like to hold open houses for, for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know you don't know me and I don't know you and you don't know if we'll work together. So how about this? I want to hold a complimentary open house for you and collect the leads. It's not going to cost you anything. It's going to bring buyers to your door. And so I've gotten so many takers on that. And then they see I have like a hundred signs I put out and I door knock on the Friday before or the weekend before to invite the neighbors and get the two. I was told the neighbors, I was like, we all love the looky loo. I am one. Don't you want to come and see inside the house? Come check it out. I'll be there with cookies. <laughs> but that was my favorite. Um, now that COVID hit, it's a little different. So I've been a lot of Facebook and Facebook Messenger. Um, you can put different things on there. You can search like for people who are tired of their house you know, the keyword search on Facebook and to see what people are saying. And I'll bring up all the posts of people who are like, I want to move so bad. And then you can just message them and be like, oh, by the way, <laughs> um, a lot of it is referral. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, there's, it's kind of neat. All the things that you can search for. Um, I have a friend who, if you want to, there's paid services that will do it for you too. Oh, nice. um, yeah, they've got the AI algorithms that are searching it. But I don't usually pay for leads. I just like grunt work. It. <laughs> I get I get on Zillow for sale by owner, look up their phone number, go knock on their door. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, I have an agent that refers me leads to, and I refer her leads. And um, we just closed two deals last week together. And so she's incredible. And just those vendor relationships are really strong for me too. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of across the board as far as lead generation, but I truly believe it's putting in the time to do the phone calls. You know, you have your nine to 11, you do your phone calls and you're 11 to one that you're following up. And then you go on your appointments and then you go show homes and you come home and do your contracts. And so I truly believe real estate is about following a schedule more than anything and just knowing your numbers and knowing what works for you and just doing it and you be and tracking it too. There's you'd be surprised. One thing that I'm really learning and focusing on this month is tracking because even with my diet, I feel like I eat healthy. I feel like I call people. I feel like I do all this. I feel like I'm always doing, but when I actually start tracking it and writing it down, um, I like getting the little gold stars from Amazon. You can put them on your calendar of when you actually drink your water or you actually ate healthy <laughs> and you start seeing those stars add up. But more than that, you start seeing the days that you actually didn't do it. Like the days your kids got sick or they had events or you had a soccer game. So you just didn't get to it. Right. And, but it feels like you're getting to it because it's in your mind. You feel 
all day long. You're like, I need to make calls, I need to make calls. So the next day, your mind says, oh, you made the calls because you thought about mm-hmm. it all day. But if you actually track it and see how often you actually are making those calls or the follow-up, it'd be really surprising. And so I'm really big in tracking right now. That's really good advice. You know what? I I think that so many women are going to be blessed by listening to what you had to say today. You're very inspiring. You're super smart. And I don't know who wouldn't want to work with you. So I want to thank you so much. I know Kristen and I um, love these type of guests that you just fill our hearts with joy. So thank you very much for being on the show today. Aw, thanks for having me. It's such a blessing. It's such a random thing, too. I just love how things work out like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. that was so, random. If anyone out there knows a mom that needs to be on this show, um, reach out to Kristen, reach out to me, and um, we will gladly interview them to see if they are as delightful as Amanda. So thank you so much for, for watching. And Amanda, stay on after. Um, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.